in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbossitdown.com. Hey, everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to, well, it's the area code of New Mexico. Yeah. 505. 505. Yeah. It's the 505th edition of the Ron and Don podcast. That is outstanding. Thanks to you. Thanks to Les Schwab. Thanks to Mitch at Mitch.loans. And thank those guys, Ron and Don. And yeah, this is a real estate only podcast every Friday. We'll be here about 10, 12 minutes. That's it. Don't forget, though, if you're listening, yeah, come see us February 16th. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, we're doing a life-changing event for first-time buyers or, or people that want to get an investment property. There's a handful of spots still open because we are doing this in person. We only have so many seats. You can uh, find out more and register at ronanddon.com slash change. And it's uh, February 16th down in Factoria, 6 p.m. Yeah. Hey, something that people always ask us about is they ask us about a 10 31 in a 1031 exchange. Let's talk about what a 1031 exchange is if you'd be eligible for a 1031 exchange. And and when would you want to use this tool in your real estate tool belt? So 1031 exchange is a vehicle uh, from the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, so this is a the reason why it's called a 1031, that's the name of the form. Uh, and we, you got to admit, the uh, IRS comes up with some really catchy, sticky names for stuff. Uh, like if you want to get some naming uh, devices, IRS is your jam. So the 1031 is the name of the form. And I like to think of this in terms of knowing what the strategies are. So we're moving through life. I think most people are trying to increase their wealth uh, get security in their life, maybe pass something along to their children, what have you. And so most people don't like paying taxes. When you see the, you know, your check come in the mail or at the end of the year, you're like, ah, that's so much in taxes. And so the, the government and the IRS came up with this device to say, here's a way to defer taxes. So you're not like not paying them. You'll eventually pay them. But is there a way to defer taxes and pay them down the road? So it's very similar to like the concept of a 401k. You take money pre-tax. It's not taxed yet. You put it into a vehicle and you're deferring the taxes down the road with the goal of making that money grow. So that's the the magic of the 401k or the retirement plan is you put pre-tax money in there. You're not allowed to touch it till of a certain age, but it's growing faster than it would, obviously, if you were taking those taxes out. How does this apply to real estate? So the government came up with this program and they said for investment properties, we would like to encourage people to have investment properties and to make these things bigger and bigger and bigger uh, through the course of their life. And so to encourage that, we're going to have a tax deferment program. Uh, Hopefully this makes sense so far. So if you had, let's say you owned a, a duplex and it was a rental property, you do not live there. 
Uh, this is not your primary. You don't live in one and rent out the other one. This is strictly an investment property. And it was probably pretty hard for you to to buy. For most people, it's a, it's a big stretch to buy that first rental property. And you go, you know what? This is great, but I would like to upgrade. I would like to get to maybe a fourplex. Uh, maybe I want to buy a commercial property. My, my brother-in-law did this where he bought a warehouse. He bought a warehouse space in Nashville and he used a 1031 on this because it was a commercial property, an investment property. So what you do is there's very specific rules. You go to the, you know, you say, I am going to use a 1031. So you have to sell your property, declare that you're using the 1031 program and then have a you have a finite amount of time to buy the next thing. So you can't take the proceeds from the the duplex, pocket half of it, and then use the other half of it as the ten thirty one. Like there are very specific rules. You can't go. Well, I'm going to buy a car, uh, and then we're going to take a vacation to Europe, and then the rest of it's going to go to the next thing. So you need to talk to a tax professional. Don and I are not tax professionals. We're real estate professionals. But you want to talk to it. But this is the basic concept. So you say, okay, I've found a, a, a fourplex now. So instead of making, uh, like, let's, I'm going to use round numbers. Let's say I was going to make uh, $100,000 on this uh, in proceeds on this duplex. Instead of paying 30, 35, 37% uh, capital gains tax on that. And so you're only going to bring home 65 grand. You keep the full 100 grand, but you got to roll it into an equal or greater value rental property. Again, I cannot, this cannot be my primary. I can't go, Oh, I had this duplex. I'm going to 1031 it and buy my dream house. No, that's not how it works. I'm buying a fourplex or a threeplex or a twoplex or even a oneplex. This has to be of equal or greater value. You take the full hundred grand, no taxes, and you apply that to the new deal. You can do that as long as you meet all the criteria, do it within the allotted time frame. You fill it out on your tax form. You do not pay tax capital gains on, on that money. You can do that indefinitely. So you could stay in this fourplex for a year, 1031 it to a tenplex. You could stay in that for five years and buy uh, a retail space or buy an apartment building or whatever it is. So there are people, investors that have done this, where they're able to ratchet up and keep deferring the taxes. So by the time they retire, then finally pay the taxes or die and their family has to pay the taxes. They've been able to snowball the equity because you're never paying capital gains tax until the very last one. Yeah. And, and, and who would be interested in a, in a 1031 exchange? Who would be interested? In People that? that you own an, an, an income producing property, you own an investment property. Well, you, you said you have to own that. You said it's an investment property. I'm sitting in a house right now. That's an investment, right? I have a, I have a cottage in the backyard. I have an ADU. Uh, this doesn't apply to a 1031. I don't believe that it does because you live, it's your primary residence. Right. Yeah. And so again, you have to make sure you talk to a tax professional if you want to utilize this strategy, but it's good to know about. Um, my understanding of the 1031 rule is it has to be an entirely uh, uh, investment property, yeah. not your primary. Yeah. And here, here, here's the thing. There are people out there that have gone out and they've purchased multiple properties. So I have a partner. We own four homes together and we always have exit strategies. And one of those exit strategies might be and taking all those homes that are in our portfolio, in this particular portfolio, 
and just selling the portfolio off to someone and then turn 1031 in that into yeah what 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 could you what kind of apartment building could you buy if you sold off four homes in Seattle actually in Seattle you could buy a pretty nice one and one of the reasons why I might be interested in doing something like that is now I don't have four lawns to take care of I don't have four roofs to fix uh, if something needs to be done in a building, I can do it all at one time. Uh, if an apartment needs to be turned, meaning it needs to be painted, needs new fixtures, needs to be updated, I can I can buy all the supplies and let's say I have a 12-plex. Every time one comes open, I go in and maybe I'll remodel that. Maybe I'll remodel a couple of them at a time. Have that uh, capital expense, which which again, which again can other have other tax benefits. So what people are looking to do, especially as they become an older and a wiser investor, they don't necessarily want to have real estate all over the place. They maybe like to have real estate in one spot. And let's say that you have that 12plex and you've really been able to pay down the note on that. That's 12 checks, right? 12 checks that are coming to your mailbox, there's the mailbox money, 12 checks that come to your mailbox each and every month versus maybe just one check from one investment property. So as you're thinking about investing, I want you to think about doors. Doors add more dollars and they add more opportunities for more checks. So checks equal dollars, equal doors, equal more, that equals more opportunity. And for you in the future, that's really what you want. When your W-2 job goes away, you're no longer working. Maybe you're doing something on the side with a 1099. The banks sometimes look at that and they won't loan on that. So, so sometimes by doing that later in life, you become your own bank and you give yourself the leverage then to go in and take down a big apartment building. Maybe something that's even bigger than a 12 door, maybe a 24 door. Well, so. and I hope this gives a, a solace to some people. We, we just talked, we did a sit down a, a while back where someone was like oh man i just i i made i did really well on my house and i'm really mad that i didn't 1031 it uh because my tax bill ended up being six figures because i did really well on this property and i was like well was it your primary residence and he said yes and i was like that doesn't matter. Like some people, when they misunderstand what the 1031 is, it's like, this wouldn't have applied to you. And so just celebrate how well you did, even though there was a tax bill at the end of that rainbow, but you still did incredibly well. And so hopefully there are some people that are like, oh man, I sold my house. I should have 1031 it. Not if it was your primary. So it, this is only for investment properties. But as Don said, it's great to know what you have available to you. It's great to know like what is my strategy and and what are the tools and in both of us when we were younger and you have one when you have one tool in the toolbox that sucks. When you open up your toolbox and all you have is a hammer, when you need a hammer that's great. But when you need a screwdriver and all you have is a hammer, not so great. And so these what, what I'm hoping that these Friday shows will do for people is to put more tools in the toolbox or even just to know that there is a tool available. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend in Seattle, cop. He's retired. He's now living in Montana. He just built a house there. It's like a almost a $4 million house. And you wouldn't think a cop in Seattle would be able to build a $4 million house. You know what he did is he took all the money that he made for the 30 years he's with Seattle PD, all the money that he made when he was just working at a casino or working 
uh, covering traffic, maybe down in South Lake Union. All that extra hustle money, it all went into real estate. And at one point, he owned up to 10 different properties on the east side in a place I don't know if you ever heard of it, Kirkland, Washington. Uh, and this real estate, this, and this is before tech was even here. All this real estate really took off. It really took off. Then what he did later in life, now that he just retired from the Seattle Police Department, he sold off all that real estate, right? He's been 1031 in this, 1031 in 1030. He sold off that real estate. He paid his taxes. He's sitting on a big chunk of money. He's getting his pension from the Seattle Police Department. On top of that, he still likes to work. So he's going to go and do security uh, at a local university. And, and and he just built this almost $4 million house with cash. He didn't need to go to the bank because he's been snowballing his wealth for over 30 years. Now he has the custom home that he wanted in Montana. He has the freedom to travel. He's still very young. And he is sitting on a pot of gold that he made for himself. And then generationally now, uh, he can hand down that wealth to people that he loves and cares about, or being a young guy, he might burn through all that cash. You never know. But that's what the 1031 can do for you later in life. When your W-2 job goes away, that means leverage goes away. The banks are going to look at you differently. But if you have nice investments in your portfolio, in real estate, and even out of real estate, banks will look at that knowing that you have plenty in reserves, and uh, and they'll still back you when you're an old man or an old lady. <laughs> so th- this is kind of, uh, of what we do in a Ron and Don sit down is we try to open up the toolbox, see what would help you in your real estate journey. And so if you've been thinking about selling, buying, or it might be forced upon you, uh, maybe something happened in your family health-wise, job-wise, uh, expanding or contracting where it becomes necessary to do something in housing, contact us. We'd love to do a sit-down with you. You can reach me at ron at ronanddon.com. You can reach Don at don at ronanddon.com. Or you can also go to ronanddonsitdown.com. We can schedule a sit-down with you and hopefully show you maybe how to think about uh, your situation a little bit differently. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this special edition. We do it every Friday. We're just talking real estate. If you want to sit down with us, Ron just told you how you can do that. If you want to reach out to us directly, you can write Ron at ronanddon.com. As he said, I'm Don at ronanddon.com. Don O'Neill on all the socials, and he is Ron Upshaw. Hey, if you want to do something for us, just get signed up for the free newsletter. We send it out once a week. We don't sell your information. If you know anyone that could benefit from sitting down with us, please share the website, ronanddonsit.com sitdown.com and we can get in touch and have a sit down and we always like to sit down to see if we're going to be a good real estate team because sometimes we're not right for us it's not just about the transaction it's about the relationship and we want to make sure that we have good good vibes and we're feeling all the feels as uh as we like to say as we head into a real estate transaction because it can be very exciting but it can also freak people out and you want to practice with your team being freaked out so when the time comes as ron says to hit the go button you're ready to go and you have the confidence because you've done the work and you've prepared uh, for this moment, okay? And for some of you, you just need to take action, need to do something, come to a seminar. We'll see you February 16th. That's the first step right there. Just taking action on behalf of yourself, that's the biggest step. So anyway, ronadon.com slash change. We'll see you there. ronadonsitdown.com if you're ready to sit down now and everything is at ronadon.com. Hey, until next Monday, keep your head up and your shoulders back. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Oh, on the Ron and Don Radio Network.
Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.